You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Chaz Brenchley. He's the author of the books of the Outremer and the author of Jade Man's Skin and Dragon in Chains, writing as Daniel Fox. Thank you for joining me, Chaz. It's a pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. Chaz, let's talk about the books of the Outremer because they are so wonderfully complicated (laughs) and beautifully built up. Could you talk about creating a complete world of fantasy in the 21st century, which, I mean, you're... you are not living in that world. You're living in this world. So you're writing about this world. Yes. Um, the uh, creating Utrema was it was it was all there for me um, because Utrema is it's the French name for the Crusader kingdoms um, in Palestine, and all all I did was take the history and extrapolate a world of magic built around. Um, what was already the because um, both high church Christianity and Islam only need a twist of the dial to introduce a, a, a level of magic, and then you've got all the pre-Islamic myths about jinns and ghouls and ifrit and all of that lot, um, and it was just so much fun. I, 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 it was it was a gift the whole Ultramar world. Talk about creating characters who live in that world based on your yeah. knowledge of people in this one. Um, that's that's what fiction is about. Fiction fiction is about talking about people. Um, it's I, I've been doing this so long. I almost forget the process. But whether I'm writing mysteries set in contemporary Newcastle, where I live, or um, historical fantasy set in the Crusader kingdoms, or um, Chinese fantasy. I mean, you're you're always writing about people, and people people are they are not the same all over. The Chinese are very different from 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 the Westerners, um, but it's it's a process of oh, I can't do this. It's a process of uh, extrapolation from observation. Um, people. I'm sorry, I always struggle to explain how this works. Um, we live in the world we create. Um, everyone's world is slightly different. It's All I do is exaggerate the difference um, in order to uncover the truths that underlie everything. Uh, it's, it's something like that. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not articulate when, when I talk about my own process. It's, it's really awkward sometimes. Well, tell us about let let's go back to your your Newcastle mysteries because those okay. are really interesting. I've I mean those those have been coming out for for years and years. I used to, I have all these gaudy paperbacks. Oh, do you you actually have them? Oh, joy. Um yeah, I mean I I started writing mysteries because my then agent agented Thomas Harris in in the UK. She she just sold Red Dragon. Um and we didn't have a sort of British serial killer market then. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was the Silence of the Lambs that sort of tore open the established British mystery market to that sort of serial killer genre. Um, 
and I, and this was, you know, this was years before that because Thomas Harris writes so slowly. Um, so yeah, I was I was cheerfully publishing serial killer thrillers to a market that didn't exist, um, and and my pub my, my publishers didn't know quite how to how to sell them. Um, so they started putting more horrific covers on them. So they started the books moved onto the horror shelves, and so after four or five of these, my publisher said, "Chaz, look, if they're going to shelve you in the, in the horror sections anyway, you might as well." call them horror novels, in which case do you want to introduce a supernatural element? And of course I did, because why not? Um, so in the mid-90s, rather than writing um, straight crime thrillers, I was, I was writing, well, I called them supernatural thrillers. If they were coming out now, they would be called urban fantasy. Um, I like to think I invented the genre. <laughs> it's nonsense, of course, because people had done similar things already before me. But um, yeah, I had, I had great fun writing writing books that were sort of mafia with magic, um, set in Newcastle. Bonkers. Uh, and I did that for a few years, and then I, I'm, I'm very restless. Um, I like to shift from genre to genre. Um, though actually it has been said that um, my, my mystery novels are really horror, my horror novels are really fantasies, and my fantasy novels have a great deal of the mysterious about them. So I, sort of, you know, I, I inhabit an awkward hinterland between all three genres, I think. Now, you did a, a, a lot of preparation for, for your novels writing as Daniel Fox. Oh, ta talk about that. Okay, I went to Taiwan um, at the invitation of the Taipei city government in 2000. They said, Chaz, come and be writer-in-residence. Okay. I said, uh, not knowing what they wanted at all, because writing residence can mean anything. Um, so I flew, I was nervous. I was so scared, to be honest, because I was, you know, I don't do that sort of great adventure into the unknown thing very much. Um, I'm a creature of habit. And, but um, I went, I, so I, it's, uh, it's something like sort of 24 hours of traveling to get from the UK to, to Taiwan. And <laughs> I got off the plane at the far end, really nervous and not knowing at all what to expect. And they picked me up in a limousine, which made me feel grand because I'd never been in a limousine before. You know, authors are not ordinarily ferried around in limousines. It's shocking. Um, and they, they said, OK, Ches, we're going to take you to your hotel where you have five minutes to dump your bags. Um, and then we're taking you to a press conference. And I, then I was really scared because, you know, I mean, how could I do a press conference? I was, I was exhausted. I was filthy. I wanted a shower and my bed, um, and, and I had no idea why I was there. I couldn't possibly talk to the press. Um, but they were, they were adamant about this, so they took me to my hotel, which turned out to be the Ritz, um, and, and, and I dumped my bags, and then they whizzed me off to this restaurant, um, and we went in, and there were banks of photographers and pressmen and TV cameras and all this scary stuff, um, and so we squeezed through through the, the massed ranks of press, and, and there was this table with a dozen other writers from all over the world sitting around it. It wasn't a residency at all, it was a sort of symposium, um, and all they wanted was that we should give them lots of photo opportunities um, for good press within Taiwan, and then go away and write nice things about Taiwan, um, which I was perfectly happy to do. But it was, I mean, they, they kept us there for weeks and ferried us around in limousines. And as I say, they kept us in the Ritz and fed us banquets and gave us a wonderful time. Um, but it was very clear that this is not sort of the common Taiwanese experience. Um, we, were, we were getting a sort of government approved 
view of, of the country. Um, so I wanted to go back, and my interpreter said, Chaz, if you seriously want to come back, come and stay with me. And I do hope she meant it, because I did. Um, I went back a few months later on my own account and slept on her floor and wandered around the city for a few weeks and found a very different Taiwan, but one that I found equally fascinating um, and really wanted to write about. Um, and I have been, ever since, I mean, this is, this is 2000, 2001, um, so it's a long time, and I have been... I've been working on a sort of um, ta Taiwanese mystery novel, um, though it's about Westerners in Taiwan. I'm not. I'm not that arrogant. <laughs> um, and, but I also wanted to do the big fantasy thing. I was. I was just. I was fascinated by. Um, it's the nature of the relationship between Taiwan and the mainland. And I wanted to write about that, but not a sort of contemporary Chiang Kai-shek and, and, and communists thing. Um, I just wanted to sort of reflect that through a more complicated mirror. Um, so, yeah, I've been writing... The Daniel Fox books are a fantasy set in a sort of imperial China um, with an emperor on the run and warlords in pursuit and... A dragon in chains, which is why the first book is called Dragon in Chains. It's very upfront. Um, and layers of magic and mystery and jade. I love jade. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, to, to get this anywhere near right, um, Chinese don't think the way Westerners do. And one of the reasons for that is the language. You know, you. You can't understand the way people think until you understand the tools they used to think with, which means I spent four years studying Chinese. Um, which was Could you speak something? Uh, which means I speak Chinese very badly, um, which is true. Um, and I, I mean, actually, it's, it's even more true now, because, um, yeah, I studied it four years, and my teacher died. Um, it was it was horrible, and and then I couldn't find anyone else in Newcastle who taught classic Mandarin, which is what they speak in Taiwan. Um, so it's yeah, it's I'm losing it. Um, but yeah, it's about it's. I mean, it's not about fluency. It's about understanding the shape of the language and the relationships that it generates. Um, and, and, of course, you know, sort of reading up on the Chinese history and all of that. And I really wanted to go back again, but I couldn't quite manage it. Um, so, yeah, I, it was six years of work before I, before I started writing the books. One of the things that I love about these books is the way that the characters perceive the world. You really get that the supernatural is so familiar to them that it seems really real to us. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think that's, that's crucial. It's, I mean, in the same way that... Technology is real to us, and we, yeah, we, we may not understand how computers and iPhones work, but we use them anyway. Um, that's the kind of relationship I wanted the, the characters to have with what magic there is. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot, um, but and actually there was, there was more than I had originally planned, because there are, and there are two obviously magical elements in the first book. There is the dragon. Um, who is chained beneath the strait that separates Taishu from the mainland. Um, and there is jade, which 
has a magical effect on people who come into contact with it. Um, but there is also there is my one of my characters, an old fisherman, who is very devout and worships a local goddess, and. I didn't really understand until I started writing the second book that, of course, the goddess was real. <laughs> it, was, it was just essential because I needed something to balance the dragon because this dragon is so powerful. It, it, it's, not a, it's not exactly a great spoiler to say that if the first book is called Dragon in Chains and she is indeed chained at the bottom of the strait, um, it's no great surprise to say that actually these chains get broken at some point and she rises and is free, um, at which point you have this vast, immensely powerful magical creature, and she would just run away with, you know, there wouldn't be a story, she would just destroy everything, um, unless you have a force that can match her. Um, so of course the goddess had to be real. So the, the second book is, is, is all about a power struggle between the dragon and the goddess, um, which I hadn't expected at all. Talk about going back and forth between writing, uh, you know, a Newcastle mysteries and, and modern day mysteries set, set yeah. in Taiwan, and this kind of uh, baroque, uh, very complex fantasy. Um, they are, yes, they are two very different um, end products. Uh, but the process of writing a mystery and the process of writing a fantasy are more or less the same for me. It's it's just about um, working my way into the characters' heads and then finding out what happens. You start with, well, I start with a setup. I start with a title, but the title describes the setup. Um, and and then I mean the da 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 da. da um, a book is a journey, uh, and I don't know what's going to happen day to day any more than any traveller does. You know, you, you know you're going from Newcastle to Samarkand, but you, find, you, you learn the route as you, as you take it day by day, and, and whatever happens, happens. Um, somebody once, I don't know who it was, somebody once said that being asked to write a synopsis of a book he hadn't written was like being asked to draw a map of a country he hadn't visited. I love that. That's, that is so exactly expresses my own process. I've been speaking with Chaz Brunchley. He's the author of Dragon in Chains as Daniel Fox and Jade Man's Skin. One last question for you. Why Daniel Fox? Um, Daniel Fox because um, Chaz Brunchley has been publishing for, ooh, best part of 30 years um, without a sort of triumphant success. And it's getting harder and harder to persuade publishers um, to keep bringing out books by... Um, a name that isn't a bestseller. Um, so it's actually easier to change your name. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a commercial decision. Thank you for speaking with me, Chaz. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. <laughs>